0: I wasn't sure whether to keep my hat on or not, but I... Uh, should I keep it on or off, during? Thank you. Okay, that's fine. Guys, welcome if you're here checking us out. Or you're here because you're here to support those guys being baptised. My name's Tom. I'm the vicar, and it's absolutely fantastic that you're here. Welcome. On Pentecost. Okay. On Pentecost. That's better. So one verse... From the book of Acts that I'd love us to think about today, a couple of times um, Alan has said it's a short talk, so I've heard that, brother. I've got the message, so it, I know for these kind of all together, whole church family said, so I know people want a good hour Bible exegesis, but okay, we'll cut it out. It says here in, verse, um, cha- in verse, chapter 2, verse 6, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. Just listen to these words, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt?" And parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? And that's what we're going to think about today. And then verse 13 says, some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. There you go. Isn't that funny? Well, I thought it was funny. You obviously didn't. That's absolutely fine. Okay. So in our household, we often have a conversation, particularly with uh, my eldest daughter, who is in year six, Which, and year six in primary school, that's when you're in the big leagues, folks, isn't it? Is there any other year, Y6s here today? No? Okay. Well, it's the big leagues. And one of the conversations we often have in our house is how do you navigate friendships and how do you navigate tensions? Because as we know, grown-ups, that's not an issue when you get older, is it? It's, it it's, there's a right of power. You hit 11 and you have no tension with anybody else. Maybe you're part of a family WhatsApp group. And it's pinging away and you just get a little annoyed because you realize that there are other members of your family have different values to you. Like perhaps there are some people that if you mention McDonald's, they'll cancel you forever. Because they love eating the, the latest green, eco, homegrown food that arrived in a box that you can't even pronounce its name. There is, there is so much difference in our world, isn't it? Just think, just think, think of the things in our world. You know, so we a lot of us from from different places. So some of us have different accents. Like I speak proper, mates. Can you understand what I'm saying? When I go home to my parents, I speak the way they do. And if I spoke the way I do with them, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't understand what I'm saying. We are from different places, different accents. We've had different experiences. Some of us are from different classes or classes. Some of us are different colours. Some of us have had all kinds of different experiences in our world. And then there's some really big issues that can divide us. Some really serious issues of the day. Some some issues where people take things and, and see things through a very traditional way very orthodox way of looking at particular issues. And you're not quite sure to state what you think. I'm talking about barbecuing now, folks, just to be clear. So, like, do you have a gas barbecue? Do you do old-school coal barbecue? Or even do you do electric barbecue if you're eco? I mean, let's think about recent thing that has been so public. Vaccine or anti-vaccine. I'm not going to ask you to raise a hand, but just get on social media, and you will see there are people who have very strong views. Did you wear a mask during the pandemic or did you not wear a mask during the pandemic? And let's talk about Brexit, folks. i just like to raise a hand. No, I'm joking. There is so much that divides us. Think of politics, right or left. And generally, your politics is right and their politics is wrong. But just see how much there's so much difference that can divide us. And we know that some of the greatest causes, the things that cause us biggest pain... And we see if you've got children, as they navigate friendships, the biggest cause of pain can be relationships with other people. Differences have the potential to divide us. And we live, it seems to me, in a more divided world than ever before. And I think a large part of that is down to social media. And a large part of that is because we generally hear the echo chambers that affirm our views. That is my experience. So what does Pentecost, if anything, have to say to that? Here is the thing that I want us to think about today. A divided world needs a united church. A divided world needs a united church. Why is it so significant than Pentecost? You've got this amazing Moment where the power and the presence of God fills a room where there are men, women, and children present in such a dramatic way. The fire of God, which we see in the scriptures, lands on people and they begin to speak in other languages and other tongues. Now, I don't know, hands up, if you are gifted here, you can speak more than one language. Raise a hand. Okay, nice. Thing. I can't see too well. So, what about in the balcony? Okay, we've got a couple of folks. In. Well, I speak English and a bit of Brummy. I can get by, and it's, I'm terrible at languages. Do you know the apostles would have spoke two or three languages, folks? They'd have been bilingual, or some would have been trilingual, because that's where they're from. Because where they're from, they would spoke spoke different languages. People listening to them praying. At that time in Jerusalem, for the festival of Pentecost, which is a celebration feast, would have come from different parts of the world at the time. They would have spoken different languages. And so because with the different languages, there is always propensity to have tension because you cannot communicate with somebody if you cannot find a common language. I can remember years ago, my wife and I going to France... We find a a campsite, we're queuing up to pay for our camping pitch, and there's a man from Birmingham, folks. He let us down. He just was a huge man, and he just spoke English louder and louder. Two more nights, please. He just kept saying it loud, and I thought, Mate, you are going to ruin this for all of us. And when it got to me, the lady behind the desk was so angry. She saw that I was British and she thought, I'm only going to speak French. It was a nightmare. I just couldn't communicate. It was so embarrassing. But in this moment, at this time, what has, div- what has the propensity to divide every person from all over the world, or the known world at the time that is reported by Luke in the book of Acts, he has their own language being spoken. And it is a profound miracle of God because they don't speak those languages. But in that moment when the Holy Spirit fills them, they are able to speak a language that they have no knowledge of. It is miraculous and it is supernatural. And you know, folks, I've encountered it once or twice in my life where people who haven't been able to speak English have been able to speak almost like the queen Because the Holy Spirit has come upon them and they've been able to do that. It's just this miraculous, remarkable move of God. And there is a deeper meaning to this Pentecost story than just the ability to speak another language. It is the sign that God is doing something new. It is a sign that God is sending his people to every part of the known world to proclaim his message and to proclaim his story. And the second thing, it reverses something that happens in the Old Testament in Genesis chapter 11 called Babel, where people decided that they wanted to get close to God, so they built the... Imagine a massive tower that you've built out of Lego, or a massive tower that you've built out of Duplo. It was a big tower to try to get up towards heaven. And God was so annoyed with them And it was so much that the people were trying to live out their own strength. God frustrated them by making people speak in different languages so that people would be frustrated with one another, not fully ever able to relate to one another. And then in Pentecost, that is broken and reversed. That God steps into, in Jesus Christ, steps into our world, and God communicates to people in a language that they can understand it is the start of something fresh and is the start of something new. And this is the other th- sign that the Holy Spirit is at work. That we know that human beings have tension between us. We know that relationships are hard work. We know that. And we kid ourselves if we say to 10 and 11 year olds, do you know when you, get, when you become grown-ups... There's no tensions, because we know that's not true. But what the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit changes our attitudes towards each other. Before I had any encounter with a charismatic church, which we would describe ourselves, we believe in the power and the presence of God, when I was a young person, which feels like a very long time ago now, every summer I would go to Wales with my youth group. We'd meet in these little tents and a young person, another person would give a short talk and we'd sing songs and choruses and delirious songs from the 90s, the kind of songs that Sam sings on a regular basis. And, and you know one thing? Afterwards, I remember there was a different atmosphere. And the different atmosphere would be this. People would begin to apologize to one another. People would come along and say, do you know, I, I love this about you. And, you know, I want to say sorry for that thing that I said earlier. The banter would drop, and honesty would increase, and people would start to say sorry. And it was a gift and work of the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Spirit does, that he brings people together in unity And Pentecost is the outpouring of the Spirit. It is the moment where God's people, stepping into what we've been thinking about in our evening gathering, a royal priesthood begin to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, where we can believe God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. But he has the ability to change relationships. He has the ability to bring around reconciliation between people that are not reconciled He has the ability to bring something beautiful out of tough situations. And so what we see is that Pentecost, where human beings have been divided through differences, where human beings have been divided through different languages, which affirms how different we can be in the spiritual realm. In heaven, there is a commonality. And in that moment, God speaks to every person in a language that they can hear, which is a sign in that moment of a profound and beautiful unity. And folks, if our world needs anything right now, in the divided, hostile world that we live in, in the divided places in our city, is a church and a people who are radically different and who love each other with a depth of love that only Jesus can bring and the Spirit of God can empower us to do. Amen, folks.